Welcome back to AFCast. I am your host, Bryce Manley. Not Malcolm for once, I know. Crazy. And today we'll be talking about Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, a couple things about Kingdom Hearts 3 is it's created by Square Enix, which all the Kingdom Hearts games up till now have been created by Square Enix, and it's good to see that it's still, that for the end of this, it's still held through. It's a live-action RPG game, which is, as opposed to like Final Fantasy, where it's very turn-based, you can do everything freely. It was created for the Xbox and PS4. However, it is optimized for Xbox One X and PlayStation 4 Pro, and it even has 4K compatibility on those consoles. So... To get into that, the graphics are amazing in Kingdom Hearts 3. It's a huge improvement from any other Kingdom Hearts game. It's just, it's beautiful landscapes, beautiful everything. All the maps in the game are much larger than any other title in the Kingdom Hearts series. It's very wide, not quite open world, but very large areas that you can freely move around in. And it's still very path-oriented, but it's just like... It's so much bigger in general than any other of the worlds. And there's only, like, compared to other titles where there's probably 20 loading zones inside of a world, there's only, like, one or two loading zones inside of all of Kingdom Hearts 3. And you go through the different worlds as other Kingdom Hearts games. You have the story, and you just... The story progresses as you go through the different worlds, and as you do one world, you unlock another. And they're... Most of the worlds are Disney-based, based on Disney movies, etc. And some examples of the worlds are like Arendelle, which is from Frozen. You have um, Monstropolis, which is Monsters, Inc. And it's all of these different worlds that you can explore and hang out with the characters from and all of that. Storyline for Kingdom Hearts 3 is um, really good. It is the end of the Xanort Saga in the Kingdom Hearts series, which is a like 13 games now over the past over a decade that have all been building up to this final game. The only minor problem that was with the story was it was packed into the end of the game where you go through and you play through all these Disney worlds and then at the very end of the game it's like oh yeah we're supposed to be wrapping this up and just shoved all the story into the end of the game more or less. In this game as opposed to Kingdom Hearts 2 they're Kingdom Hearts 2, you fought the Nobodies, and the group called the Organization 13, who was in charge of the Nobodies, which was just a group of basically better Nobodies than the rest of the ones that were around them. However, in Kingdom Hearts 3, you have the new Organization 13, which that's what it goes by in-game, is called the new Organization 13, and it's perceived as like uh, the stronger version of the old Organization 13, and it involves Xanor, who's the mastermind behind everything that's happened in the previous Kingdom Hearts games. He is now leading this, and all the members of the new Organization 13 are vessels where part of his soul is contained within them. So they will follow him a lot easier, and they're a lot stronger than in previous games. So uh, some things about the gameplay is uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 has flow motion in it, which... Uh, Let's you do different actions like running onto walls and just running like up walls or along walls and stuff. This was first introduced in the Kingdom Hearts series in Dream Drop Distance. However, there it was very buggy and like you would 
running next to a wall, you could accidentally climb it and stuff. In Kingdom Hearts 3, a lot of that got fixed, where it, it gets you on the wall when you want to be on the wall and stuff, or you can uh, dash into objects and you can start like grabbing onto them and spinning around them and just doing different actions off of that. And it's just a lot more intentional as opposed to Dream Drop Distance, where you can do a lot of these different things on accident and like it could screw up a different gameplay. In Kingdom Hearts 3, they introduced uh, Ratatouille as one of the new characters into the series, and he has this whole thing to him where he is set up in Twilight Town, which is kind of a hub world, more or less. It's not how you normally define it, where you can get to all the other worlds from it. It's more just like one of the first worlds you go to, and it has a couple different little things that you can do in it that you can't do at other worlds. And Ratatouille's Bistro is, as you go around these different worlds, you can collect these things called ingredients, which is everyday things like celery, melons, and you can just get these from, like, attacking different objects or just, like, pressing uh, action key, interact key on different objects and just gathering these ingredients. And once you get the ingredients required to make a recipe, you then can go back to the Bistro and do a little two-second minigame and to make a food and these different foods that you make at the bistro give different stat boosts to different things like some will increase your hp and mp some will make you your magic do a lot more damage or just different tons of different things and to do these little uh bistro mini games there is like four of them that these different all the different recipes will like randomly assign one of the mini games to it but these mini games you can either fail them get a good rating or an excellent rating, which it's all just about timing and when you press specific buttons to decide if you what kind of rating you get. And the more excellent ratings you get, the better, uh, like the more stars that the Bistro gets in general. And with each star, you get a set bonus, like you can get an ether or just different things. And it's it's kind of mild things, but it's more of a reward and incentive for you to actually go through and do collect all these items and do all these little mini games to create these foods. And then on the topic of mini games, there's a whole lot of mini games in Kingdom Hearts 3 as opposed to other Kingdom Hearts titles. In Arendelle, you have Frozen Slider, which basically is you go down the hill and it's essentially sledding on Goofy's shield. You, Donald and Goofy, all hop on the... Or, sorry, Donald and Goofy all hop on the shield, and they just go down the hill and try to collect these different treasures and uh, points on their way down. There's multiple different branching pathways you can go down to all that all intertwine back to the end finish area. Then there's a flash step in San Francisco, which is the Big Hero 6 world, where it's... Uh, more or less like a timed event where you have to run through these rings as quickly as possible and the and kill off so many heartless which are the enemies as you go and it's you run through a certain amount of rings have a quick fight run through more rings and the better time you get the better rating you get then you have the festival dance in the kingdom of corona or corona whatever you want to however you pronounce it which is a tangled world and that's just more, you are doing this little dance and you have three buttons that you can press on Xbox. It is Y, or 
sorry, X, B, X, A, and B. And then on PS4, it's square, X, and circle. And as you go around, it will prompt you to press these different buttons to then dance with these different townsfolk and all of that. And as you go, you get more points for the correct timing of pressing these different buttons. Then you have Verum Rex in the toy box, which is the Toy Story world. Verum Rex is a game inside of a game where to get into the minigame, you actually technically get sucked in through a TV and play inside of another world, more or less. And Verum Rex is you get inside the mechs that are around. They're called Gigas, but they're around the toy box world, and you basically just fight other mechs. As you kill the different mechs, they get stronger, and then uh, you, once you kill so many, it just ends the thing. And you have, like, mini-bosses and then the actual boss at the end. Then you have the 100 Acre Wood games, which is the Winnie the Pooh world of Kingdom Hearts 3. And the 100 Acre Wood games are all... All three of them are very similar, where it's basically just matching different things. Like, one of them is fruit. You have to match different kinds of fruit. One of them is flowers. And uh, the last one is vegetables, and you just match them and collect them together to get points. The combat in Kingdom Hearts 3 is well-designed and good. In other Kingdom Hearts games, you had shortcut menus where you can hold down L1, and it will give you your four button prompts that you can have different magic and stuff assigned to. However, that was always very limiting because you can only have four things bound to that. And for the rest of the magic or stuff that you wanted to do, you then had to go into your menu, your magic menu itself, and scroll through it and select which magic you want to do. Kingdom Hearts 3, however, has three different shortcut menus that you can cycle through, where you hold down L1 and you have your first four prompts that you can assign to whatever items, magic, or limits you want. And then you can press like down on the D-pad and it'll go down to your next menu of the next four. Then you can do that again to, to go down to the last four menu, the last four, and the last menu. And that way it gives you a, a bigger, a much better customization than in previous games where you were very limited on what you could do. Kingdom Hearts 3 also introduced a thing called attraction rides, which are Disney-themed rides that it's a limited time thing where you'll see like a green circle around an enemy. And if you hit an enemy, you'll get this situation command where you can press triangle then and you'll jump on this uh, different uh, set ride from that are themed around the city, or themed around the Disney park. And a couple of the rides are like the teacups, where you can go around in a teacup, and then your finisher for that is you, Goofy, and Donald are all in the teacups, and they all come together and spin around and just do tons of damage to everything around you. Or um, you have, for like the Olympus Coliseum fight against the Rock Titan, you have this roller coaster that you're on and you can shoot at the rock titan while you're going around on this roller coaster all around him and stuff and it's really fun to do because it it feels like you're going outside of what normal norm, normally we'd expect from combat where you can actually jump on these disney rides and go around and be shooting at this giant rock creature from a very bright whimsical roller coaster and then that kind of ties into the situation commands, which are as you do different things, like as you, say, use different kinds of magic, 
you get the situation commands, which is a stronger version of whatever magic you were using. Which, if, say, you use enough water spells, you'll get a thing called, like, Waterza, where if you press triangle then, it's this super-powered water magic that will damage everything, that will damage tons of enemies around you. Or if you have your teammates nearby, there's different things that will occasionally happen called, uh, team links or whatever, where you can then press triangle and it will be like this group attack where, like, say, duck flare, you press triangle and you and Donald will jump in the air and fire and shoot off tons of fireworks that home into the enemies. Or there are more complicated ones where you actually, with, like, Baymax and Big Hero 6, you'll jump on his back and you can go around attacking different people from Baymax's back, which is a really cool mechanic. And in previous Kingdom Hearts games, you've always been set to, like, one Keyblade at a time. As you go through the different worlds, you can you get new Keyblades and you can choose which one you want equipped. But it's only one Keyblade at a time that you can have equipped. And in mid-battle, you're unable to change it. However, in Kingdom Hearts 3, you can have th- up to three Keyblades. Where it's as simple as pressing right or left on the D-pad to swap between them very, very quickly and efficiently. And... Each Keyblade is a lot different than others because you have the different strength stats or magic stats or different minor abilities. But they also have different form changes each. And form changes were introduced in Kingdom Hearts 2 where it's basically an entire new set of attacks and just everything you do is much different. Like some form changes are make your magic different, some make all your attacks different, and each form change in its own is like another playable character, more or less, with just a a huge set of abilities. And being able to swap these different Keyblades really quickly allows you access to multiple different form changes throughout a fight or whatever. And uh, different Keyblades also have different shot locks, which is basically when you hold down R1, it gives you this little circle that you can then point at enemies and when you point the circle at enemies, it will lock onto them. And each shot lock has a different amount that it can lock onto. But say uh, a couple of them have like 35. And once it reaches like a counter that says 35, you can do this attack where it will just do tons of damage to everything that you locked onto. Which is really cool because it also slows down time and gives you some breathing time while you do this thing. A few things I disliked about Kingdom Hearts 3 was that there was a lack of critical mode, which was introduced in Kingdom Hearts uh, 2FM and Kingdom Hearts 1FM, which Kingdom Hearts 1FM actually did not have critical mode. It stayed at proud mode, which is was originally the hardest difficulty on launch of Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. But critical mode in Kingdom Hearts 2 made it so that you had like half the total amount of health and enemies did double damage and it made the game just much harder and more like more complicated that you had to think through what you were doing more. And in the game, when I played through Kingdom Hearts 3, I did it on proud mode for my first playthrough and I only died like twice throughout the game and that was when I was way under leveled for every world that I was going to and it just it just felt way too easy. Like I didn't have a reason to have to stop and grind for anything to be able to fight through a boss like a RPG should have you do. And 
another thing I disliked was that the mini games, there are achievements for the mini games where it's like get set score or just do these different things, and those achievements seem very luck based to me, especially Verum Rex, where I could do the same thing twenty times in a row and get very different scores each time, just because it's if someone's one step away from this trap that you shoot, you don't get the right amount of points, or if you take too long, you lose a combo. It's it's very luck-based on how um, everything works and how easy it is to get these achievements, where achievements should be set on skill, not luck. There are some performance issues in the game, especially on the original Xbox and original PS4, on uh, the Xbox and PS4, there are obviously glitches and stuff, and these seem more pronounced when you go back to the default Xbox and PS4 as opposed to Xbox One and PS4 Pro, which are very, which are a lot cleaner, and they just feel a lot smoother than the default Xbox and PS4 where you have things like frame drops or just different freezes or sm just small things like that. I myself haven't really had those problems, but I've heard a lot of re uh, reviews and reports saying that there are a lot of frame drops or just different lagginess problems. And one of my main big dislikes is in the trailers and stuff, it showed that there was going to be, in the Pirates of the Caribbean's world, there was going to be ship combat where you could go through on the ship and just shoot at other ships and, and get into naval battles with them, much like, say, much like Assassin's Creed Black Flag or a more recent Assassin's Creed games, for that matter. However, the Pirates of the Caribbean world, the ship combat is very much a letdown, where there's these orbs floating next to the ship that if you just hit those orbs, it basically instantly will sink the ship, and it's it just seem, it's not fun to do, because it's just super simple, and it just gets really tedious as it's... You're forced into this fight with tons of ships to proceed with the story, and it's like, okay, now what do I do? It's just shoot that, shoot one, shoot two, shoot three, all the ships are dead. It's There's no actual challenge to the ship fights. So a brief summary, it is a great game that the combat in the game was done amazing, and it's just very smooth to be able to move around the different areas and actually get into fights with enemies and all of that. It's a, it's the ending of the Xanort Saga where for the past over a decade everyone's been waiting to see what happens in the end of the saga where uh, Sora will finally obviously take down the bad guy and how just what will happen at the end. And it it finished off pretty well besides the fact that it kind of rushed everything into the second half of the game. And Another thing is just, it's, as I said earlier, it's too easy with the lack of critical mode, and it just feels overall like the game kind of forgot about a couple things, like they forgot about the story till the end, or they forgot about actually adding difficulty to the game, and different things like that. As an overall rating, I'd give it an 8 out of 10, because it's lacking a few things, and a couple of the things are just annoying. But other than that, it's a really amazing game where it's gorgeous and just everything feels so good when playing it. And then the term of the week is iframe, 
which also which is shortened for in, invincibility frame, which this is a big thing in live action RPGs or even shooters and stuff where you use an ability and it grants you a set time of invincibility while you're using it. That's what the iframe is. A good example of this is like in Kingdom Hearts where if you use your guard ability for a set amount of time, you can't take damage from the front of you. And that's just what the iframe is. So, so be sure to check out the website, the Discord, and all of this will, and uh, the YouTube channels, all that. And this will all be linked down in the description of the podcast, or if he can't, if Malcolm can't figure out how to do that, it'll go into the comments itself. And so, this has been AFCast. Game on.